It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We all know Auburn's roster way better than UMass, but two particular mismatches stand out to me. Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. We will be joined by voice of the Auburn Tigers, Andy Burcham, in a few minutes. Stick around for that. Great stuff, as always, from Andy. But I want to jump into the top six. I kind of cheated on one of them, but we're going to count it. Top six individual matchups to watch on Saturday between the Auburn Tigers and the UMass Minutemen. We're going to start with the two biggest mismatches in Saturday's matchup, in my opinion. The first, we've hinted at throughout the week, but I believe the first individual matchup that you need to watch, and it's a huge mismatch in favor of Auburn, is Auburn defensive lineman Jason Jones versus UMass center Josh Atwood. Josh Atwood was very underwhelming at center in UMass's game against New Mexico State. And I've said it, other people have said it, and I think the depth chart itself kind of speaks for itself, that we've seen a new Jason Jones. He looks a lot better. He looks like he's in incredible shape. He's moving a lot better. Oh, yeah, and he held off the starting job by you know, uh, battling former five-star Justin Rogers, who transferred from Kentucky. So I think this is huge for Jason Jones, and I think he's got a huge opportunity in front of him with an incredible mismatch. Anytime Atwood had to take three or four more steps against New Mexico State, it seemed like he kind of got lost. And I think in pass-rushing situations, you're going to have to take several steps and and obviously, uh, when you're getting in a pass set, I think Jason is going to be able to do that. Also, interested to see if they move Jason around and stunt this defensive front seven. Because if you do, and Ron Roberts has a lot of stimulated pressure coming up, that's a lot for a center to have to process. So I've got Jason Jones versus Josh Atwood as the first individual matchup that I'm looking at on Saturday. The second is Auburn Nickelback or star. Keontae Scott versus UMass slot wide receiver Anthony Simpson. Of Simpson's 55 snaps for UMass against New Mexico State on Saturday, 45 of them were out of the slot. And he honestly was the primary target from UMass quarterback Tyson Pumachan, who led the team with three receptions. And if it wasn't for this one guy having, you know, a, a, a busted coverage and a, and a big play, I think he, I think the leading receiver had one catch for 68 yards. Wells maybe, but it appears that Simpson is who the passing offense wants to go through for UMass. And I can't wait to see how this defense uses Keontae Scott to defend him specifically. Are they going to put him close to the line? Are they going to play him off ball? Are they going to pass him off through zone and let Austin Keys and Cam Riley or whoever's at linebacker cover some middle zone there? Because I don't think UMass's quarterback has the arm strength 
to really use the outside part of the field. I just don't. I could be wrong, but I think they're going to have to use guys in the slot to really take advantage of moving the football. And, and I don't know if they're going to be able to do that because Keontae Scott is very, very good and prime for a very solid season this year. All right, the next two I kind of cheated on. Y'all can tell me if I cheated or not, but I've got Elijah McAllister, Auburn Jack linebacker, versus UMass quarterback Tyson Pumachan. As far as containment and rushing the passer, I think that's going to be crucial, not only for this game. I mean, obviously, Auburn wants to win this game. They need to take care of business. But just as far as setting yourself up and how you feel moving forward, last week, UMass um, did not allow a sack. Props to them. Auburn better sack Tyson Pumachan, or I think there's going to be some concerns. And obviously, we don't know how the game's going to play out, but you got to think they don't do that. That's going to be part of it. And also, I think containment is important and getting to the quarterback is important. So Tyson Pumachon had 90 yards rushing on the ground on Saturday. 44 were from quarterback scrambles. And so you either stop that by stymieing him behind the line of scrimmage um, or you sack him, right? And I think Elijah McAllister and the rest of the Jack linebackers are certainly going to have a hand in that. And that's how I cheated a little bit. Uh, my other individual matchup is Austin Keys versus Tyson Pumachon for the similar reason, right? If he doesn't escape and Auburn's defensive front does a good job with containment, obviously Austin Keys or whoever is at linebacker is going to need to have the athleticism and take the right angle to tackle this electric runner. Um, 24 of his 90 yards were around left end or right end. That's where that containment comes in. And sometimes that may need to be a linebacker like Austin Keys that needs to get to where he needs to be if that's his assignment. So uh, I've got Elijah McAllister and Austin Keys, both uh, in individual matchups against Tyson Pumachon. Two more, Shane Hooks versus Isaiah Rutherford. Of course, Shane Hooks is an Auburn wide receiver. Rutherford is, I think, the best defensive player on UMass's roster. He's the guy who got the pick six. But I think even if you take that play out, uh, his play at corner was really, really good. Primarily at wide corner, played both left and right side of the field, which tells me there's a chance that he's going to follow Shane Hooks around whoever they kind of dub as Auburn's number one wide receiver. Um, I thought that he was a pretty good corner. I can't wait to see what Shane Hooks does against him or, you know, it, it could be any of Auburn's wide receivers that are paired against them. I'm just guessing that it will be Shane Hooks. And then my final uh, matchup that I'll highlight before we get into our conversation with voice of the Auburn Tigers, Andy Burcham, will go back to the trenches, but Auburn on offense this time. Dylan Wade, obviously, will be Auburn's left tackle versus Zakudo Iguanagu, which is an awesome, awesome name, but he appears to be UMass's best pass rusher in 14 pass rushing snaps. He had two pressures last week which from a pressure rate, that's pretty good. You certainly take that. We'll see if they use him on early downs against the Auburn Tigers on Saturday. And Dylan Wade will have a good opportunity to go up against him. Uh, and, and this guy lined up on both the left side and the right side. So there's a chance that it's going to Britain going up against them in some pass rushing situations. Or, of course, Azavian Miller, uh, whoever is at right tackle. I got a feeling we're going to see a few folks playing right tackle and maybe left tackle too. We'll certainly see what that offensive line rotation looks like. But 
I just I gotta I gotta admit the two mismatches that I think Auburn are gonna really benefit from Jason Jones versus UMass center Josh Atwood. I just don't think he's very good. And Keontae Scott versus UMass slot receiver Anthony Simpson. I think those are gonna be the two things where like everybody's talking about UMass. It's not as much of a cupcake as you thought. I'm like, guys, I think it's going to be because Auburn's going to win those two matchups and really stymie and stop the UMass offense. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be ugly. I think it's going to be a beatdown. So coming up, Andy Burcham talks about all the new, the newness around the planes and what it means for uh, Hugh Freeze, what it means for you. We discuss that next right here on Locked On Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends. At game time, you never want to be stressed, right? You never want to be stressed about anything, but especially when you're doing something fun and something you look forward to going to sports and they sell more than just sporting tickets as well. But that's what we're going to talk about today. Look, it's a hard sellout this Saturday, Auburn versus UMass. But if you download the game time app and be sure to use promo code locked on college for $20 off your first purchase, you can get in to Jordan Hare Stadium and see the Auburn Tigers take on the UMass Minutemen at the start of the Hugh Freeze era. So I want to encourage you to download the Game Time app. It's free. It's very easy to use. And when I bought tickets on there, it actually does seem easier. They ask a lot less questions than some of the other leading ticket um, resellers. And so very, very impressed with Game Time. So use promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your order. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Special guest today as it's game week. So we're pulling out all the stops. We are joined by voice of the Auburn Tigers, Andy Burcham. Andy, I can't imagine how much different the prep is uh, for this year because it's a different team. It's a different coaching staff. Uh, a lot of new faces that you're having to prepare for this year. Well, I've been working on spotting boards for a month um, just between Auburn and getting ready for UMass on, on Saturday. And with all of the new faces and, you know, while well, this guy's moving from right tackle to left guard and just daily almost moving guys around, but it's a lot of new faces and it's a good thing that there's a lot of new faces on this Auburn roster. And that's one thing that as I've done radio hits, just like you have, or speaking to Auburn clubs all over the Southeast. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing that has struck me about Q Prees is the moment that he was named Auburn's head coach in November. Mm-hmm. He started immediately to form his staff, which I think he did in a patient manner, and then completely revamping the roster. And say what you want about the transfer portal in NIL, and I understand, but without that transfer portal, where would this Auburn roster be going into the 2023 season? Right. Yeah, I mean, it's a, that's a tough question to ask. I'm sure he's thankful for it, Andy. But I mean, even uh, even it's like number changes. I mean, they're throwing the full book at you. But you're right. You you referred to uh, folks moving from tackle to guard. I assume you're referring to uh, to Britain 
who moved from right tackle to guard, the, the emergence of the Xavion Miller over the course of a, a, a fall camp. Are you going to refer to him as a Xavion or are you going to refer to him as too tall? Uh, the, the first reference will be a Xavion. From there on, it's going to be too tall. I just think it rolls off the tongue a little bit better. Yeah. A little yeah. easier to say at that point. So. Any other nicknames you're excited to uh, to roll out on the call? Well, we you know, uh, Brad Law came up with deuces for Demari Alston. So yeah. I, and I I think that has a good ring to it. Um, is there is there a Hollywood and Shane Hooks, perhaps? Mm -hmm. uh, I think it'll probably depend on his play at this point. There will be others that will form throughout the season, but those are the first couple that that come to mind for this ball club. I, I don't see him getting in very often, Andy, but around here we call Hank Brown, the freshman quarterback, we call him the baby goat. So if the you want to go, if you want to jot that one down next to him, if Auburn's right. ever up by a lot and he goes in, you can totally use that if you want to. Thank you. I appreciate the permission. <laughs> <laughs> the feeling of hope that's yeah. around this program now versus a year ago, it, uh, the difference is pretty astounding. It's dramatically different than it was in the last two years, for that matter. Even the first year of Brian Harson, this is different Yeah, uh, going into the season. I think there's a couple different things. One, the recruiting that Hugh Freeze and his staff have done, one, through the transfer portal, and then two, and I can't comment specifically, but the work that they've done to get ready for the 2024 and 2025 classes give Auburn hope. His style of play and what he has done at previous stops at Lambeth and Arkansas State, certainly what he did at Ole Miss and most recently at Liberty. I think that gives Auburn hope because the man has transformed programs wherever he has been. And then the way the Auburn family has responded to it, Zach. Sure. When you set a record for season tickets sold, and now every game other than New Mexico State and Mississippi State are hard sellouts now, including this Saturday, against UMass, right? yes, there is renewed optimism, renewed hope, excitement going into this season. And talking with the players last week, including Peyton Thorne and Nehemiah Pritchett and Cam Riley and, and even Oscar Chapman, I asked each of them, do you guys sense the excitement around town on this campus? Because, listen, other than being in class or maybe in their, their dorm room or apartment, they spend the rest of their time at the Walton Ginger Walto's Football Performance Center. But they get it, too. They understand mm -hmm. the excitement going into the season. And it is, it's fun to, to anticipate with everyone else what this season could become and what this program can become under Hugh Freeze. And some of these older guys, and you mentioned a few of them, we talked about it with Luke Deal and Cam Stutz up in Nashville at SEC Media Days, but these older guys, have they've kind of been through it, that have stuck around through multiple coaching changes, and then to feel this kind of level of energy for them going into, in most cases, it'll be their last year at Auburn, that's got to be a cool feeling for them. Well, and you know, for some of these guys, like ne Nehemiah Pritchett or uh, Jalen Simpson, Mm -hmm. or a Zion Puckett, they're also playing for their fourth different defensive coordinator. It's now, amazing. 
they've got some of their position guys. I mean, you know, crime is back in the secondary. And for some of these guys, he was there when they were freshmen. And sure. now he's back. And Zach, and of course, Zach Etheridge remains on this staff. And Carnell Williams remains on this staff. So there are some familiar faces. But, yeah, I mean, these guys have been through a lot. They've been through now, well, three different coaches, head coaches, multiple coordinators, multiple position coaches. And it at least appears right now that it's heading in the proper direction at this point, just in time for their, their last year on the planes. Andy, you get a, you get access to, to a lot of practices and, and look, coach freeze has been very generous to all media with their viewing windows and super, super thankful to that. But based on what you've seen so far and what you're able to, to discuss at this point, how do you feel that this offense is going to, is, is this offense going to hit the ground running under Peyton Thorne? Or do you kind of anticipate there to be kind of some easing in and some growing pains with it? A lot of new pieces, brand new offensive coordinator and offensive minded head coach. I mean, there's a lot of new here. Right. Well, one of the reasons that I'm given that additional access is that I can't talk about some of this. Understood. Today. Um, my sense in this, Zach, is that I think this is still going to be an offense in the works, so to speak. Yeah. It's certainly a different philosophy. It's a different mindset offensively with Hugh Freeze and Philip Montgomery. Now, we've seen what these guys have done elsewhere. Baylor, Tulsa, Ole Miss, Liberty. That excites me. Um, so whether we see that immediately this Saturday against UMass, and then next week at Cal and back here against Sanford before going to AM. How much of it we see, how how quickly and how well they execute the off. I don't know. Yeah. I've been around this so long that there have been times where I was absolutely sure going into a season that a team was going to explode offensively. 2003, for example. Sure. And it really didn't hit its stride until the last third of the season. And then there was 2004 under Al Borges, and we really didn't know because of what had happened the year before. You have all these guys back, and man, that, you know, that team hit its stride. And then there was, you know, heck, even 2010. Rhett Lashley will tell you, the new the, the head coach down at SMU, and he was on the staff with, with Gus Malzahn on that offensive staff. With Cam Newton, they really didn't know what they had until about the Mississippi State game. So. Mm -hmm. I am cautiously optimistic about this offense. I love what these guys have done in the past. I hope that we see it end quickly in the 2023 season for Auburn. We continue our conversation in just a moment with Andy Burcham. Got to tell you about our friends at Alumni Hall. Alumni Hall has several incredible locations and also an online store. It's the best place to buy. Auburn gear, whether it's for you, for your family, for your small children, for your animals, for your walls. It doesn't really matter what it is. Alumni Hall can totally deck it out with Auburn swag. And they've got great locations. It's in Tigertown and Opelika. It's off of College Street in Auburn. If you're coming into in town for the game, I'd recommend stopping at either of those locations. I'm sure it will be hopping, but their selection will still be incredible 
And of course, they've got a location in Huntsville as well. Or you can go to alumnihall.com to check out everything that they've got going on there as well with great and effective and efficient and speedy shipping. They will make sure it's taken care of. But seriously, they, their variety of different types of Auburn swag is great. So Alumni Hall or alumnihall.com. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're joined by Andy Burcham, voice of the Auburn Tigers. You get to speak with Coach Freeze a lot. You get to see him firsthand uh, coaching and uh, I assume preparing for the broadcast and lots of things that go into that, Andy. What's been the biggest surprise about Coach Freeze? Uh, anything pop up specifically when I ask that question? Uh, how candid he is with his answers. It's, it's refreshing. And, and, and not just on Tiger Talks, but with the media in press conference situations. At least until now. I've not seen a lot of coach speak mm -hmm. out of Hugh Freeze. He's pretty, he's pretty candid. He's been candid about challenging his wide receivers. He's pretty candid about his concern of depth on the defensive line for Auburn going into the season. He's candid about the talent he has in the running back room going into this season. So uh, that has been a bit refreshing. Um, it, it just his personality. It's very, he's an interesting man yeah. to me, all that he has been through all the ups and downs. And I find him to be rather unassuming, at least around us mm -hmm. to this point. Now, listen, what, what, what happens when, when you get that first bit of adversity, we'll find out together at this point, but, uh, his, his candid nature to questions. And there have been some questions that he simply has, he, he tells us he can't answer. He won't answer. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I find that refreshing. Does the candid nature change kind of your approach to when you interview him for broadcasts? A little bit. Yeah. You know, you can ask a question Yeah, that, you know, a, a tougher question. I still, I don't listen. I've never been one of these gotcha kind of guys. Um, sure. I, if, if we're going to ask a tough question, we, I like to give the coach a heads up. Hey, listen, I'm going to ask you this. I mm -hmm. understand. And, and it's been that way for me since I've been at Auburn. Right. So we always give the coach that courtesy. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, you, you know, that if you ask a, a tougher question or if you ask a question about offensive line, he, he's going to answer the question. At least he has so far. At least he has so far. Right. That's right. That's right. As far as expectations for this year, Andy, I mean, you're seeing all sides of the spectrum. You're saying Auburn's going to be the dark horse in the SEC. No question. You're seeing Auburn's going five and seven or worse. Uh, the reality is probably somewhere in the middle of that sweet spot. What What do you think expectations should be for this team? Well, it depends who you're who you're asking. Okay. Right. Yeah, because I think expectations of the Auburn family are probably pretty high mm -hmm. because of everything we've talked about, the momentum from an offseason, the recruiting of the summer, 
season tickets and everyone's just ready for the season. So uh, it just remains to be seen. This schedule is so tough. Mm -hmm. And at least for one more year, you're playing in the toughest division of the toughest conference in the country. And you still have Alabama and Georgia on your schedule. Granted, they're both coming to Jordan-Hare Stadium, but you still go to Texas A&M. And who knows what we will see out of the Aggies in that conference opener at the end of September. Right. You still have Ole Miss and Mississippi State coming here. You still go to Arkansas. And I still have a lot of question marks about the Cal game, Zach, and not necessarily because of the Bears, and that's not a slap to Cal. But this is a brand new team with, for the most part, a brand new coaching staff mm -hmm. going across country to play at a 930 game central time. How do you handle that kind of travel in your first road trip against a team that, frankly, probably until this year, you really haven't paid a whole lot of attention to until now? But I guarantee you Auburn paid a lot of attention to that North Texas game that Cal just played. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, that 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 first road game, and I know some folks have just chalked that off to a, an Auburn win. I've, I've got question marks just because of it's the first time for a lot of these guys in an Auburn uniform to get on that charter plane and fly across the country and getting ready for a game in an atmosphere that none of these guys have played in before. Yeah, I mean, it continues that uh, that trend of a lot of firsts that, that right. appears to you know keep keep popping up. Have you ever called a game at Cal? Any sport? No. Never no? been to Never been to Berkeley. Okay, I've been to San Francisco. I've done women's basketball at Stanford. Okay, was obviously there for the Rose Bowl game against Florida State. Right. Um, I've done games down in San Diego and Fresno and. Well, actually, I didn't make the trip to Fresno. I take that back. That's okay. a long time ago. So, no, this will be my first trip to the Berkeley campus, to Cal Berkeley, all of that. So I'm looking forward. I, I look forward to the trips where we're going for the first time. I enjoy that. I really enjoy that aspect of this job. Which road trip are you looking forward to the most? Is it Cal or is it, uh, is it an SEC foe? Well, right now it's Cal, just to, to learn. Yeah. You know, just to do a game there at, at Cal Stadium. The, they're, I think, celebrating. It's a milestone year for, for football at Cal, so that's going to be interesting. I think they're going to have a drone show at halftime, I saw. Interesting. For that game. So I look forward to seeing what, <laughs> what that looks like. How uh, do you think, uh, with Cal, Andy, sorry to cut you off, how, how do you think the environment around Cal, not knowing what conference they're going to be in, 12 months from now. Do you think that impacts anything this year? I don't think that impacts this game in the least. Okay. I don't. And I don't think, I don't think it impacts the players at all. Now okay. I'm sure it impacts the administrators because of the uncertainty of, are, are they going to be in a league? Are they going to be traveling across the country in that league? Or mm -hmm. they're going to be staying home or I, I'm sure that there is an impact there. I don't know if it will impact the fans or not, but this is a big name coming to your place. This is a shot to beat one of the big boys from the conference. That's right. So I, I, I've got a feeling folks at Cal, and I know it's a different lifestyle there. 
than it is on the plains. Right. Uh, I've got a feeling they're going to be ready for Auburn when when the Tigers come rolling in and that that game two game. Yeah. Andy, a lot of changes in regards to the Auburn football and just really all the Auburn sports broadcast this year, uh, especially locally to folks that live in Auburn, Opelika and Lee County. Give us an update on how people can hear the broadcast this season, as well as everything else. We're very excited to be back with Auburn Network Incorporated and uh, back on Wings 94.3 for both Tiger Talk and then football and men's basketball. Uh, with women's basketball and baseball on Lee 100, 100.3 as well. We're very excited about our partnership with the folks out at Auburn Network, Inc. Uh, they have been an affiliate for us before, and we're, we're glad that they're the, the flagship station now for, for the network. There are some differences inside and outside the radio booth, uh, as I'm sure Auburn fans uh, are know by now. Stan White, after 22 years, decided to step away from the booth and uh, spend some more time with a, a family that is getting into high school and already is in high school. And Stan works very closely, helps raise money for the athletic department at John Carroll High School in Birmingham, the, the high school that produced Pat Sullivan and Tom Gossam. That's where his kids go to school. They're all active in baseball and football and softball. And so, he had been hinting about this for a couple of years and and decided this last year would be his final. And frankly, Stan turned into one of the very best color analysts that there is. Foot, or football, basketball, baseball, TV, radio, I don't care. He is yeah. one of the elite. Mm-hmm. And we will miss we will miss Stan's work and we will miss Stan's friendship on game day Saturdays. When Stan told us that there was a possibility, we started planning at that point. And the one guy that was number one on our list to move in to replace Stan is the guy that is going to be alongside me in the the booth, and that is Jason Campbell, Mm -hmm. SEC Player of the Year in 2004. That, That 04 team is one of my favorite teams of all time in any sport that I've covered. Sure. and. I loved his career and the persistence of his career and the success that he had. And of course he had a terrific career and it would have been a lot better without injuries in the NFL. And, um, I, I really look forward to Jason being in the booth with us and giving his perspective. It will be a different style than Stan. Uh, and I look to and, and, and it'll be interesting to see how that, that forms. Mm-hmm. you know, as the years go on. And then one other change as far well, there are two other changes in the booth outside the booth. Sure. Will Herring off of that 04 team, outstanding linebacker played in the NFL now lives in the, in the Auburn Opelika area with his family. Uh, Will is going to be alternating time on the sideline as our sideline reporter with Ronnie Brown. So Will will give us a bit of, he will give us that defensive perspective that we haven't had on the broadcast since Quentin Riggins. Right was with us for 25 years and perhaps the, the happiest that we are about our crew this year is that Paul Ellen is back after a year away to deal with two different forms of cancer. Uh, Paul is back and he is our host once again on the Auburn sports network football broadcast. He will join us periodically throughout the year on men's basketball and baseball as well. So one we're, 
grateful mm. that, uh, that, that Paul is back with us in the booth and we look forward to his wit and the wisdom that he brings to a broadcast. Absolutely. And you guys are, are the best in the biz and excited to listen to all the calls and hopefully, hopefully a lot of wins this season. Andy, thank you so much for your time as always. And I hope we can chat again soon. Zach, it's always great to talk to you, my friend. Congratulations on all of your success. Thank you so much to Andy Burcham, and thank you so much to you for watching today's show. Please like the video. Please subscribe to the channel. It really, really helps a ton when you guys do those little tiny things. It means the world. Uh, and I want to encourage you to come back tomorrow. Jake Crane joins us as he does every Thursday now. That has been an absolute hit. And uh, the feedback we've gotten from Jake's uh, visits on the show have been really, really cool. So please come back tomorrow. Looking forward to it. In the meantime, you can find me on socials at Z Blackerby, or you can read all of my written work at AuburnDaily.com. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been Locked On Auburn. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.